Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 8, titled The World Before. It's the mid-season finale. Aaron, what do you think of this? Go, go, go. What do you think of the, the first eight episodes? I think this season was strong so far, um, with like minor quibbles here and there. I thought this episode is a little messy, baby. Um, I don't know how or why but there's a lot of like just weird sequences and weird edits and it felt a little rushed i don't surely covid didn't impact this half of the season there's no way this was like 18 months ago so like yeah but it's like i in and i hate to do research on these episodes because there's so many spoilers um since we're doing a retro coverage but like i kind of wanted to to be like what because there is just a lot of I don't know, like uh, stuff that didn't didn't make a lot of sense. Things that I thought were not very well connected. Um, things that I thought were like shouldn't be allowed to happen. Uh, that we'll we'll talk about. Um, like 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 for example, Gabriel walking in and killing Dante <laughs> uh-huh. in the jail cell. I don't have a problem with Gabriel, the character doing that. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the Alexandria system of l- allowing him. To be, because how many people have been murdered or died under mysterious circumstances in this prison have we already had? We have no guards. And at now this we've prison. got, and now, and now we've got like this apex, like deep, deep undercover mole whisper guy. And we're just going to leave him unguarded. Like it just, it's dumb. And it's, it's returned to kind of lazy writing of, of, of previous seasons. But also I'm trying to grade on a little bit of a curve because like this episode did a lot of things like introduced us to the relationship with Aaron and his daughter that like, yeah, yeah, this would work a hell of a lot better if we had more of a connection, to these characters, but they've been underserved and are trying to fix some of that stuff. Um, there's a lot of good Carol and Daryl. I thought here, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff. Good, but it just, everything felt kind of like oddly disjointed. What did you, what, what did you think? I, I guess I didn't see as many problems uh, this episode, but now that you're mentioning them, yeah, I, I, I definitely noticed like the Gabriel killing Dante stuff is like, what the fuck? You're, you're really going to let that happen. Um, the the I, I liked the Daryl and Carol stuff quite a bit. Uh, it's like some of the most honest and well, and those are questions I have too, right? Is this honest or is this Carol gaslighting Daryl? Uh, just saying what she wants, she knows he wants to hear, and going off and doing her own "I'm gonna murder Alpha" thing anyway. Like mm-hmm. Carol's hard to read, like really hard to read at this point. Um, and that was all interesting to me, right? Whether it's honest or not, um, that stuff was good. I I liked, I guess, seeing the flashbacks of Dante and how he got into this group, how he got into Alexandria. Um, you know, him being charged with the task of going in there in the first place. That stuff was mm-hmm. cool. Um, and Rosita's having, you know, a little bit of uh, crisis herself. <laughs> She's out there clearing, essentially. Seems to be a favorite pastime I, in Alexandria is clearing. I, I do say that, like, I was about to roll my eyes out of my skull, but, like, literally the next scene is her, like, I can't do this. I'm a new mother. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh my God, because I was like, Jesus Christ, I can just blow off the notes of how many times I've said this before. Like, I get. 
I think it's insane when you have like parents that take these insane risks, not directly involving their children, because like, you know, like I criticized Rick, I criticized a bunch of people. My Jesus Christ, we're going to go through this again. Oh, no, actually, Rosita has. And again, it's not it would would be understandable if Rosita in a fit of rage and grief goes out there and gets herself killed. It's it's regrettable, unfortunate. But I do like my main characters that I uh, follow on a show to like be identifiable and like to be relatable. And I just can't relate to people that are that like reckless and selfish about things when they yeah. got the kids on the line, man. Like it's yeah. a big, big problem. Especially for me. when the episode before uh, you've been widowed. Right. Well, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know what that's all about, but the, the, the kid runs the risk of being an orphan if you get yourself killed. And, yeah. And she points yeah, out, and I'm like, yeah, it. that's right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, I don't know. so like I said, uh, this is still not like a bad episode by any stretch of imagination. No. Just 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 little weird things here and there where it felt like they ran out of time almost um, or something at the end of the season, because it just just like I said, it felt like it was I, if, if you'd have told me that this was like they were feverishly editing this together right as the CDC was coming in and saying, you got to get the fuck out of studio. Coronavirus is coming. I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But I don't think that's the case. So, and the, the end of this episode is promising. You know, they go, uh, Michonne goes off to an Island where it's apparently a, a Naval base. And there are a lot of weapons there, big weapons that could potentially fight a herd. Probably not any nukes. That's unfortunate, but my nuke dream is getting further and further away, man. I know. Mm. But mm. probably helicopters. It makes me wonder, like, is this, you know, the the base that Jadis is communicating with? Is this the place where mm. Rick's being held? I don't know. I don't know what's in store in season 11. Is he an A or a B? Mm. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. He stole a boat that, that mark, marks him as a B in my boat. My, <laughs> in my my book boy okay having a hard time here uh shall we get into the episode uh yeah we can but we should probably take a break first we're getting geared up for the sixth annual summer badass fest and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy we've got an early action-packed announcement to make Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. 
the thrills of King's Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. All right, we start off with a flashback to when Alpha sent Dante to be her eyes and ears within Alexandria. Uh, he joined up with some strangers that they let in and passed um, some info via dead drops and spread anti-whisper propaganda, tainted the water supply, all the things we've seen happening uh, over the course of the last half season in Alexandria. Uh, cut to him just after killing Sadiq, Rosita and the baby come looking for him uh, and find Dante instead. Sadiq turns into a walker as Dante tries to kill Rosita and she beats the shit out of him and then puts down Sadiq before he can eat the baby. Boy, uh, <laughs> you know, again, the walking dead's at that stage where it's like, I kind of thought maybe Sadiq would eat that baby, <laughs> I mean, you know, like not graphically, not yeah. like a, like he just tear into it like a, like a loaf of bread. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> Why not? It's AMC, man. They're not going to go. Even HBO is not hardcore enough to kill a baby on screen. Not even the witch is hard. The best you're ever going to get is a silhouette of a baby getting sorted or some shit. Uh, Hmm. You're going to get like uh, like a baby screaming and then blood splashing against the wall and then it stops screaming like that. You're never going to see like I I don't like I I've I yeah you you're a lot more aficionado have you ever seen a baby getting killed in like a even like the pulpiest hardest torture porn horror movie right that's what i was trying to think of i'm sure it's been done i can't think of it uh yeah i I can't think of having seen it does seem it seems like a tab and i'm i'm all for keeping that taboo in 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 place and said i don't i don't need to see a baby no let's break some boundaries here amc Fucking watermelon in a, su- uh, a summer cookout. I just don't need to see no. see that 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 grizzly affair. And I, I'm, um, I'm not with you on this. I want I want to see them break boundaries. I, I look. I just watched Basic Instinct last night. We're covering it for a podcast <laughs> here tomorrow. They were breaking boundaries, man. You, you're gonna you're gonna show parts of the human anatomy that we've never seen on screen before. I want to see parts mm-hmm. of baby anatomy that we've never seen, not in the same way, but uh, I, yeah. I want to see the insides of a baby. I want to see them coming out and spraying on the walls. I, yeah, Evil Dead would have done it if they got a fourth movie. Let's see it. All right, uh, got to break the break the baby barbecue boundary, just like they broke the beaver boundary and sure. Basic Instinct. Uh, I so this is one of the prime examples of the disjointedness. Like I thought with this reveal, we would understand. I don't have any idea how Dante got to the whispers like so so uh, here, here's a possible timeline lydia left the whispers mm-hmm. let's get rescued by them whatever uh the whispers go on their southern their their winter sojourn dante is picked up in that time like very early on and then he sent the info but he demonstrates his loyalty so much he's able to infiltrate these people he's able to pretend to be a doctor which implies that he's a real doctor. Well, the scenes because I don't think you can just fake being a doctor. Yes, I I agree. There must have been something in his history. Like maybe his history is not a lie, right? The the combat yeah. medic stuff. Yeah, 
But like how so the other alternates and I, I that it, it beggars my imagination as someone as intelligent and capable enough as a doctor and would would just like instantly turn his allegiance to this crazy monster lady. Mm. The second in is there's some kind of pre-existing relationship she's had with an extreme remove. Like like is does he live in the dark place or the deep place or whatever and she's the only one allowed down there and he's kept as like some some I don't know, torture baby project that she's melded in some kind of like completely loyal, almost slave. Like I got a bunch of questions and I didn't get any answers. And now the guy's dead. And I'm like, this feels like the writers literally saying, don't ask too many questions about this because it's not going to make a lot of sense. Uh, Do you got any reads for me? Yeah. Or or they they just don't care to tell you much more than like, Hey, he made it into the group. Um, because that's the only real information we get is that he was sent here to do a job and he, you know, got in by pretending to be a, he- a normal human being. Um, and Alexander just let him in, which I think is interesting. You know, like it, it runs the risk of moralizing a little bit on a community wide level here. If we keep going back to the idea of like. We can't let people in. Well, we can't keep all people out. We got to let some people in. OK, let's do it. And then Dante gets in and then we go, we can't let people in, right? Like, are they going to keep flip-flopping back and forth on whether or not to allow new community members? So, but I, here's the thing is like, I do think it's kind of appropriate moralizing Uh because it's like, you know, anytime you have a political policy, you know, it's like, Hey, we want to lower taxes versus we want to raise taxes and give people a bunch of shit. Sure. Like what happens if like your pet political theory just fails? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, well, there's a fatal flaw with it. Do you just keep doing it regardless or do you swing wildly to the other direction or do you like, okay, what is the way that we can, what's the middle position here? Yeah. And I I think that like, there's hints of this, like Michonne being like, whatever your new person policy, you need to rethink it. You need to get this, that, and the other done. Like that seems wise. Like Mm -hmm. you need a little bit more screening. There needs to be a little bit more. There needs to be a process of, there needs to be an immigration process. There is though, right? Like Alexander has that. They have entrance interviews, right? Where they sit down and videotape them and and rewatch them. And Father Gabriel's like, and and maybe the other thing is you have to realize is in a strong society, you have to trust that you're strong enough to survive one or two shitters that get in every once in a while, the outliers. But that's a, that's a tough one to sell to society. Like, Hey, Maybe a free society means every generation or so, a couple thousand, you're going to die because someone flies a plane into a building or someone poisons a water supply or someone does this. Like, are yeah. we comfortable with that? Are we want do, do we want the freedoms? Of, so I think that stuff is interesting. It's only moralizing if it becomes, if it happens like, over and over. you know, yeah. and, and just wild swing back the other direction. While uh-huh. like, no, like if it's a progressive because that's part of like, you know, the laws evolving. One of the reasons mm-hmm. we have like. You know, constitution's what, like a couple pages, but the US code of like is 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 thousands just like encyclopedias, yeah. rooms full of shit. Like that's because there's two hundred and forty years of cruft, you know? Yeah. Uh old code, new code, changing times. So I I don't know. I Yeah, we I, I just, we're we're like that's what the trap I don't want them to fall into. Which the right. walking dead has fallen into before and granted, not under Angela Kang's watch, but I'm hoping yeah. they don't go that direction where it just keeps flip flopping back and forth for the rest of the series. But Dante, and Dante is such a weird character. Like it, it makes a lot of sense that he's like this guy that doesn't understand boundaries because he's a whisperer and he's kind of playing that up. And even now, like he was, you know, trying to cloak his kooky behavior with, uh, 
you know, um, uh, like these sexual come ons to, you know, oh, I got a hot romance thing. Going yeah. Ha ha ha. Well, what do you do? You know, until Sadiq's uh, zombifies. I, I just wish we knew more because like a lot of stuff like because I remember talking about when we uh, saw the silence of whispers all over town, like Jesus, Alexander's lost the plot. Alexandria mm-hmm. has lost the plot. There's so many people fomenting. No, it's just one guy. I thought yeah. that was cool. I just need that. I needed like one thing to explain because so many of these people don't it, it like, like I understand Lydia gamma kind of makes sense. Beta kind of makes sense. Alpha, but most of the people in the, just the pack don't make a lot of sense to me. And Dante was a way for them to kind of in it, get into that psychology and like how a person can do that. And I, I don't know. I, it feels like they're never going to answer those questions. And that's a little disappointing to me. Then we move on to Aaron waiting on the bridge and Gamma shows up and asks about her sister's baby, wants to see him. Uh, So she offers some information in trade and Aaron has her take her mask off and she says her name was Mary before all this. Yeah. Um, Any anything interesting in the naming of Adam, you know? I I was yeah as soon as they said Adam and this always happens when someone says oh yeah the child's name is Adam I I was thinking hmm okay what are they doing with this nothing as as best I can tell so far I I don't know is Adam the genesis of the new society that they want to create the new perfect utopia it's it was the blacksmith family that adopted him right uh, I think so, so yeah. I don't, I don't know if that held true even after the blacksmith's uh, wife got beheaded. Mm. But I don't know because that could be like for like, hey, this is, you know, to me, I always think Adams is like its beginnings. Yeah. You know, but it's also the other association. Adam is the fall from grace. Sure. So you can kind of go either side of that coin. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so I guess this sets up the central mystery of the of, of the episode is is Gamma loyal to uh, Alpha? Was she giving this right. information in good faith? Um, was Alpha perhaps exploiting, knowing the game? Like she kind of like this, like a dual purpose. Because she yep. like seems to set up these win-win situations for herself. Like, uh, you know, if my lieutenant does the thing, then I get a good win, and if they don't do the thing, then I get to lure my impo- opponents into a trap. Right. And I, I think that's the because because clearly she led them into a trap. My my only question is, and but clearly also this is where the horde is. Uh huh. Um, at least that's what the episode implies. So it's like, is was Gamma in on the the horn swoggle, or right. was Did she, she not? know she was leading them into a trap? Um, yeah, I had the exact same question, uh, and I, I think it's like symbolically sort of interesting that Aaron has her take her mask off to say this because he's thinking, you know, thematically we've had a lot of stuff about masks and that hiding the truth and and all these things, and Aaron thinks he can tell something just by looking at her face. Can he? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. So then the council violently interrogates Dante in the infirmary. He tells them that the plan was to undermine their unity and watch their society crumble. Yeah. So far. Checks out. So so good. Yeah. No, he says no one's kind, actually kind. We're selfish. We're brutal. Eh, That's true of a lot of people. That's not true of everyone. I know some kind people. And I, I was hoping because like I also think that they gave this guy a public hearing. He'd sound like a lunatic. Like 
I, you know, to the extent that like this yeah. guy is an extremist ideologue, uh, which I think you can, you know, a, a brainwashed, delusional cannibal cult is is definitely qualifies. These people act like, oh, if only, if only, if, if if only the silent majority would just rise up and say that, like what we've all been thinking. But anytime they're given a big enough microphone, like people are like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? No, get the get the fuck off the stage. Yeah, like. I kind of like, yeah, like if you go into Alexander and he's like, here's the here's the pitch. We just walk with zombies. Uh-huh. Fuck your breads. Fuck your jams. Fuck your children. And all that kind of like, don't don't worry about a future. Just this is the world now. Like, no, they throw shit at him and boo. Right. And and resolve to fight harder. Like, no, Gabriel, these are take- not dangerous ideas. You shit, you dumbass. <laughs> right. Take him up on stage. Get the get the extra zombie skins that they found washed up in Oceanside. And just start handing them out. All right, here we go now. This is what you guys want to do, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely harder conspiracies to debunk, you know, but like, hey, we should all go and be zombies yeah. in the field. Nah, that's an easy one. I don't have to think. I that's that's some I got some empirical evidence on that. In my last few years in this apocalypse, I had no sale, no sale. Right. That's the fundamental that. problem with the whispers is that their idea of normal is just so far afield from anyone else's. And that's the things like and Gabriel in killing is almost like he needed to be silenced. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, or maybe it's just a fit of rage. I guess I could buy yeah. that too. But like, it's it's another one where it's like, well, what am I supposed to? What am I supposed to think about this? Also, I thought everyone's emotional reaction to the idea that Sadiq just turned into a zombie and died, and this guy has been infiltrating like. Like Michonne's is the only one that felt real because she's at a remove. You know, she's at another ocean side. She wasn't ever particularly close to Dante, I don't think. Um, you know, she wasn't sleeping with him. She didn't have a, a baby with him. She wasn't, you know, uh, all that that kind of stuff. She's just angry that like, oh my god, I got fooled. Mm-hmm. But like Gabriel and Rosita and like Daryl and like it's this weird like that they had no idea what to do with the emotional reaction. You know, like. I don't know. Maybe maybe Rosita's tough enough that she's just suppressing like what she's probably feeling. But I, I just thought that all these scenes, like n- the director had no idea what kind of emotion these people, other than just anger and outrage, they should be feeling. Sure, and that's definitely the most immediate emotions you would probably feel. Probably, yeah. But scenario. that's just some traumatic shit, you know, having to let down the baby and uh, yeah. put it in a bathtub, and the dad almost eats it, and you have to kill him. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to happen to her in that little stretch. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, So Aaron returns with information about where Alpha's keeping the herd. Uh, It's a sunken field on the edge of the National Forest. I I didn't consult a map or anything. I don't know where this places us, but Daryl doesn't want to do anything stupid. But Aaron thinks uh, he thinks Gamma's telling him the truth. And so Daryl sends Aaron to get a group from Hilltop to go out there with him. And afterward, Daryl questions Carol about what happened with Lydia, and he's real suspicious of her, and she takes some offense to that. Um, so this is a pretty good scene. One of the things we've been talking about is like how much is Aaron being honest with everybody? Um, like is he doing this gamma thing as a clandestine, a clandestine type of operation? Apparently, no. He reports this to the council, or is this like a shadow council? Because like Father Gabriel, they used to meet in the open in the fucking barnyard or whatever. Uh, They don't do that anymore. They meet in the shadows inside somebody's living room, right? Because I think you're supposed to understand this is kind of like a not. This is not the elected governing body of Alexandria. These are just like the people 
And I, I think that's kind of interesting that they're playing this attention. Like the people who uh, imagine like if George Washington had gone off into retirement and like two years later, like ah, I'm, I'm getting I, uh, fuck this. I'm getting back. I'm, I'm, I'm calling. I'm pulling some strings from my my shadow cabinet. And like and this is what this feels like. This feels like the, the longtime survivors like Aaron. Like they mentioned he's founding member of Alexandria thinks maybe it's lost its way. Carol, that's like her whole deal. Daryl is sympathetic to it. I, I wonder if this is something that they're kind of running themselves and then like, well, if we if we get something, maybe we'll bring it to the council, whatever. Um, clearly, they get to that. But like, I, it's I, the politics uh, of the situation was weird to me. So shadow counselor, no, I thought this is a really good scene between like Daryl and Carol, um, you know, him because because she's got some legitimate points like, hey, I let Liddy go because she didn't want to be with us anymore. And, you know, he's like, well, this is the only thing keeping us safe. And she's like, well, what is she, our, our human shield? Um, and we can use her to push on their wounds, too. Like, they're not the only ones that, you know, we're not the only ones dealing with internal strife and fractions because you got this just got a monster lady leading people out in nat- natural zombieism. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a lot of in, internal con- contradictions in that uh, philosophy we can we can uh, hit at. And, you know, she's like, she doesn't want to be found. And she's like, were well, you talking about her or you? I thought it's 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 pretty good stuff. And again, it's all about Carol taking unilateral action. Yeah. Feeling like she doesn't and, and like Daryl later correctly diagnosis, like you don't care about yourself, you don't care about she doesn't care about anyone. She's narrow mindedly fixated on this and it's it's frightening. Yeah, and that attitude is spreading. I don't know. Gabriel does the same this episode. It's that can truly undermine a community. If you have a bunch of people not yeah, acting everyone, as a community. Everyone's just going rogue, man. Yeah. It sucks. Um, that's exactly, honestly, what Alpha wants. Uh, that's why she sent Dante in there. He's still serving a purpose even in death. So, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes for him. But, uh, but I do hope that the other group, like, I think Carol's on to something. Like, launching psyops against them mm-hmm. is, like, the way to go. Like, imagine if, like, you just, like, right. pack picnic baskets and you put it in strategic areas where the whispers are going to find With it. jams like, and breads and just, jelly. Yeah, oh, yeah, strawberry jams and fresh bread, some some summer sausage, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's, like, it's, it, you know, a soft blanket, uh, a, a fleece sweater. Yeah. You know, some some soap. Yep. Uh, like there's, a pair there's, of shoes. It's, it's kind of a comic book, you know, uh, or is, is anything that like like the, the proving like or just start playing music, get the gramophone out there on the border and start yeah. start playing concerts and stuff like get them with the creature comforts, get them with the hit them with, with the things that they don't have. And you do have like I I, I, I hope that they they do that. Just start leaving clearly alpha all over the woods for them to watch. <laughs> babies in baskets look yeah. we got babies you want to you want to play some babies <laughs> uh yeah sure why not can i just feel like there's a lot that this this whole they've got wounds we can push on to that's very true and i hope that we see some of that exploitation next year um next season on the road to oceanside michonne and company come across some tracks in the road which is a possible scout she says they have to be as quiet as possible. And Professor Luke immediately starts up a conversation with Judith about music in the library. So much for quiet. Um, so oh, yeah. What, they just, Judith, Judith needs a full drum set to, to practice in. Yeah. Right. In Alexandria. <laughs> and so they decided to make a detour to pick up some new books. Yeah. Because apparently um, all the books have been read. 
no, like no one sacked all the local libraries. It feels like this should be like maybe maybe not top priority because you got to get uh, food and supplies. But like they've been here seven years. Why are there any shelves left? Yeah. Like the blacksmith needs shit to make. Well, guess where they find that information? Books. You don't have to steal a Constantinoga wagon from the Smithsonian. <laughs> you can just like find the designs in books, man. Like they, I, I just I it yeah. it, it, it kind of staggered me that like no one has apparently touched this 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 thing for the wealth of information that it has like they're just letting it rot into the ground i don't know seems crazy seems crazy to me yeah especially when dude made a trip from an island miles away uh just to hit up right. the library yeah was that his goal did he say that out seemed like it i don't think he's bringing books back for his daughter or at huh. least a book. Th- yeah, that was like what some of what he was doing. But like, I good Lord, he's got to have a bigger plan than that. Uh, yeah, I think he said supplies. supplies. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the library and everyone immediately splits up. Michonne gets word from Alexandria about Sadiq and Luke mm-hmm. abandons all caution when he finds some sheet music and almost gets eaten by several walkers. But he's saved by some random dude who promptly runs off after leaving his stuff there. And then Michonne tells mm-hmm. Luke that Sadiq died. Yeah, I also like as Luke get in this situation, he walks back. There's a zombie in both aisles. Mm-hmm. He had to walk past one of them. One of them hits him high. One of them hits him low. Like what? What? Come on, Luke. This is how did you survive seven years into this apocalypse? Yeah, I finally saw the weapon that he's rocking with these bike gears or whatever they are attached to this bat piece or of shit. Yeah. Yep. That thing would yep. fall apart immediately, but it looks awesome. It's impractical. It's impractical. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he escaped by this random guy. Like, there's no mystery. This is all going to be laid bare by the end of the episode. Uh, but I also love the professor. Like, uh, this guy just ran in and saved my life. Like, who in the hell does that? He's just like, like it's, he's so Jack Black. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty great. <laughs> Uh, there's one other thing that's a little weird in this scene because they cut when when Michonne tells Luke that Sadiq's dead they cut to Judith who Mm. gives like this look of surprise or something yeah but I don't Uh understand why she's surprised by this because she was standing right next to Michonne when word came over the walkie about Uh Sadiq's death so she are, she's having Man, a delayed a reaction. Of, what is this? There's a lot. There's a lot. I didn't let it go in a scene before, but there's another one where like when the professor and her were talking about going to the library and getting books like her. Not even before that, like before they even suggested going to the library and getting books like she was making stink faces at the very idea of like Judith getting into music or something. I'm like, what? I don't oh, understand this. Hmm. This. Yeah, I don't understand the reaction here. And I noticed that about Judith, too. It's like I, I again. I feel like the director, maybe is this a Nicotero joint? I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, like he doesn't, didn't have, whoever directed this, he or she has a very loose connection to the emotional core of this material. <laughs> and a lot of like, he's like action the actors. Like, what are we supposed to do? Oh, you, so, you guys read the script, right? Yeah. 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 Don't, don't read the script. Let the script read you. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that means. Action. <laughs> yeah. Uh the director is John Dahl. I don't know if he has done anything. Oh, he directed Rounders. I like Rounders. Huh. All right. 
Red Rock West, which is a Nick Cage film. I, I don't know. Sounds like he does some stuff. Billions. So he's done some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, Gabriel delivers the eulogy at Sadiq's funeral. And afterward, Carol talks with Ezekiel about Sadiq. And he asks if they need help with Alpha's herd. She, you know, doesn't doesn't really. But she asks if everyone's OK. And uh, he wishes her luck. Doesn't respond to that at all. Because he is not okay. Um, His only hope, the guy who was touting acupuncture and herbal remedy, herbal teas for his gigantic growth and cancer, uh, dead now. <laughs> so there goes that. Yeah, I, I like this though, because both of them can tell there's something they're not talking about. And yeah. both of them kind of feel in like the person should trust them, but neither of them are entitled to the information. It is, it's a nice, subtle performance. And uh, I like the chemistry between these two. I wish I wish they could just be happy, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I wonder what Ezekiel's going to do, man. He had very little hope, even when Sadiq was alive. And now, yeah. where's his hope coming from? Michelle? Man, I don't know. Because I, I, that's the thing is, like, I very clearly got the idea that King Ezekiel had a glimmer of hope that maybe Sadiq could help him. Yeah. Uh, and I still think there's got to be something to that Russian saddle. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid. Maybe the satellite just brought a bunch of zombies, <laughs> caused a fire and let Gave Eugene hellify his radio set set work. Yeah. Um, but like I. Yeah, I don't know. King Zico could die, but I just was hoping they'd find a way to save him. And they, they keep on having this breadcrumb too. like, you know, King Zico's thoughtful. Like, I just thought, you know. I feel like they're still wanting me to believe that it's possible. And it would also be a big shot of hope in this show's arm if they could do that. Like, I remember talking about that would be like a huge like moon landing moment, like humanity. Did you did you hear over in Alexander? They fucking cured cancer. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Not even a decade past the fall and we're already curing cancer again. Right. Like, really strong. Cool. Oolong is all it takes. <laughs> the finest Georgia tea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got fresh bread, they got jams, and they're curing cancer. Yeah. Alexandria, really moving the ball ahead. Uh, it does raise questions. Like, now, it, it's real unfortunate when one of your doctors kills the other doctor, and then you have to kill that doctor. When those yeah. are your only two doctors in your community. I don't know where Alexandria mm-hmm. goes as far as healthcare from here. But on the other hand, you can't have, like, an evil doctor. Like, oh, da, 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 I'm not he, saying they he, did anything wrong. It just fucking sucks. The situation you're is not bad. Doctor Doom showing up in a lab coat and being like, you know, <laughs> no. I want, I want, I would death the rich, re, re, you know, to what is it? Uh, uh, what what is the Fantastic Four, Mister? Yeah, death to Mister Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so I understand you have pain and swelling in your throat. Uh, you know, here's the tongue depressor. Like, you can't. No, it's, no, he's done. He's his utility as a doctor is over for sure. What do they do though? They got no doctors. They don't even have any trainees. They, no as doctors. Best I they can don't tell. have any trainees because of Sadiq's PTSD about the last trainee he had. No, there. That's a huge problem. It is a very huge problem. I wonder if the show is actually going to deal with that. They've got to, right? I mean, we've got. I mean, doctors are a relatively new thing, though. I mean, you've always had physicians, but like before the last two hundred years, they kind of like smeared honey and pepper on you and kind of hope for the best crush some herb and like you can do that <laughs> that information is contained in libraries for example you can start getting shamans and medicine men and women and but yeah, i think doctors a, have proved their back. value 
prove their worth sure. over the last few hundred years. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to go back, but the, they, yeah. they got no choice. There's no doctors unless the Whisperer's got a couple more waiting in the wings they can convert. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Let's take yeah. a quick break and we'll get on with the recap. All right, Rosita goes outside the gates to do a little clearing. Just clear, clear her mind a little. She almost gets bitten until Eugene happens upon her and helps her out. And he says, oh, I'm sorry about Sadiq in like the most awkward way possible. He, he's still not, he's got no idea how to deal with the Rosita situation. I don't think Rosita knows how to deal with the Eugene situation. Both. I don't, honestly, I wish they'd left a scene last week out where her and Sadiq were cuddling and she's like, oh, Eugene's so gross, but you know, I kind of, kind of need me a piece of him. Like, yep. God, fuck. That was a terrible scene. Because, him on the radio. Like, I miss you. I miss, I just want to hear your voice. What? Yeah, man, like this is like that's the that's literally the bad side of the friend zone that like I yeah, I I don't know, man, I because she's definitely looking at like she's seen him in a whole new light. Mm-hmm. You know, the alpha daddy has been slain. Maybe it's time for the beta daddy. <laughs> I this I just this is all just deeply stupid and dumb and it makes me like Rosita less. Yeah. Uh. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how I, it goes. I, I hope Eugene. I hope Eugene makes it with the ham lady. Ham lady? Oh, the radio yeah, lady. Yeah, radio lady. Yeah, radio lady. Oof, it's mouthful. Uh, I don't know. Radio lady, in my opinion, is just another one of Alpha's people luring them in. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not you're Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about how pathetically easy it'd be to catfish this this desperate guy. Oh yeah. But no, I I don't like I don't like any part of this plot with him. Like they they'd gotten to such a good place like three episodes ago, mm-hmm. and they've just been taking these two characters through the mud. I don't like it. Uh, you know what I do like in this scene, and they haven't done it since the prison arc, uh, when they were clearing oh, the yeah. prison. This re- helmet removal where it rips all the skin off with it because I guess it was like melted fused to the head of this walker i I do have questions about the stories of these guys because these look like pre-fall electrical linemen that got into some kind of high voltage deal that fused one of their helmets to their skull but those would be very old zombies yeah you know unless there's uh, some places got power like 100 miles maybe maybe georgie's got power restored in pittsburgh and they're all just chilling out there making fun of alexandria how many linemen oh, they got fresh bread. exist in Georgia or, or in the, the world or certainly this country? Because, like, we've already seen yeah. linemen zombies, right? Back when the orange backpack That's was a true. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a whole plot where, like, Daryl, they, they're all uh, tied up and down the electrical lines or some shit like that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. where are all the fast food worker zombies? Like, I, I want to see. Come on. Do we have to retread linesmen? That's yeah, weird. I want to see I want to see McDonald's Fryman zombie uh-huh. with like a basket on its head. It's all Fused melted in. with french fries mm-hmm. stuck to it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like as in his throes of becoming a zombie, he turned the fry machine over on himself. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, we definitely need that. I'd like to see it. Uh, but that, that was really cool. And it reminded me of the gas mask removal in the prison sequence. Years oh, ago, yeah, it is. It, it's definitely, definitely Nicotero flexing. Yeah. All right. Gabriel watches the recording of Dante's community induction interview. Rosita comes in all bloody and tells Gabriel she's concerned that if she dies now, uh, that Sadiq is dead, her baby will be an orphan. 
Gabriel's too busy with the community to give her any guidance other than the feeling will pass. He's pretty hostile yeah, here. I, it, it's a frustrating scene because like this is bad boyfriend behavior from Gabriel, but like also this is a wartime situation. You know, if like you're shooting people in a foxhole and like you elbow your buddy or, or your girlfriend for that matter, and like they want to have a timeout and be like, you just fucking disrespected my personal space or shit like that. It's like Christ, time and place. And like, yeah. I don't know, like they're like, I don't know why the writers hate Rosita now, but I just feel like this is the wrong place and time to talk about the communication problems in a relationship. I don't know. Is there? And the other thing is, like, I guess on the other side is like when people have these important critical jobs that get in the way of friends and and family, it does degrade the relationship. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. just a story they're telling. But I don't know. Rosita is kind of a woman of action and a badass. Maybe that's what she is. She's wanting to talk about the fact that now she hesitates because she's got she for the first time has got something to live for. That's all interesting to explore, but it's just annoying to like, you know, Gabriel's trying to pour through this stuff and figure out what they missed. And, you know, if there could be anybody more that's infiltrated them and she's just like, you know, hey, I'm having some issues here. It just seems designed to get the audience certain certain segments of the audience, especially to just hate this woman. And I think they're doing her dirty. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Move on to Aaron playing the the capital game with his daughter. I what use is mm-hmm. this fucking we're going to memorize capitals of an old dead world? Like what is the capital of Atlantis, child? <laughs> Cuz that's important somehow. Like the capitals What's won't the be capital the capital of Gondor and Middle-earth, yeah. You're going to establish um, Alexandria will be the new capital of of whatever well, artificial state boundaries you create later on, right? I so I this scene is kind of throwaway, but they needed it because like they keep on referring to Aaron and his daughter. They've a bunch of time has passed. Like they need to start building these connections and making these people real characters. Sure. We know a sh- like, yeah. ever since like Eric died, like Aaron really hasn't had much to do. Teacher to make pasta. So, like giving the capitals is bullshit. <laughs> but I think the ma- giving him this like this he's like this big wanderer. You know he like went from place to place, was always traveling. Mm-hmm. You know like it like this is kind of an interesting and. You know, the whole like he drills the stuff into her and then she says, tell me a story from blah, blah, blah. And then there's this bullshit story about him and his lover finding a Native American village from hundreds of years ago. that's still intact. And, and he sounds like no they're just fucking those people fucking just 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 destroying a archaeological site with his mm-hmm. with his uh, 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 boyfriend here. But like there is something interesting about these people that have been replaced. Uh, it is yeah. funny. Also, like, come on, Aaron. What what did happen to these people? Come on. Come on. I think your daughter can take the truth. Like there isn't even an America anymore. Let's just be honest. Like who knows what happened to them? They must have just gotten tired of living on the land and wandered off. Right. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, is the show trying to use this as like the point of this is we are our future is uncertain um, because that's the vibe I got from it. Like we've built this thing, but we don't even know. We didn't know when we started it, what it would be today. It's something very different than what we expected, but also in the future, we have no idea what it's going to become. Plus, like if you go back, like Alexander used to be this kind of utopian place, right? And that's the original way, like the, the original people there wanted to live it. And then these other people came in Hmm. and brought a bunch of conflict and grief. And like, I, 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 first of all, I think the comparisons border on like, 
I don't know. You you, you got to tread carefully when you're trying to sure. make these analogies and stuff. But like, it is kind of I don't know. It Aaron feels like he's out of place, and he is for the first time confused about like how we should do things and what does it mean to be like you know like I I guess I'm fine with Aaron doing a bit of moralizing. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to decide, you know, like what what is the thing he wants to be and do, and how do you keep society safe? And you got a daughter now that you got to worry about, like, and we need to meet this this uh, girl at some point. So, but another, it felt a little yeah. shoehorned in, right? Like just just mm-hmm. out of nothing, this this scene here. Yeah, especially for something like a mid season finale, whatever that means. Uh, mm-hmm. you you want something more cohesive, I think, to excite people about the next half season over the break yeah anyway uh michonne warns oceanside's leaders that they have to start vetting people more intensely um now that she learned about dante Uh, the guy who saved luke is dragged into oceanside and luke tries to defend the guy but michonne's paranoid that he could be a whisperer and then a whole bunch of walkers show up just then and michonne loses track of judith yep more good slow-mo zombie slaughtering scenes um Mm -hmm. They have made another interesting point where Michonne and I didn't realize this until at the, at the time, but she makes the point is like we can no longer use the fire as a marker for Alpha's return, which is the show letting because I've been doing the same thing. Like, well, they must have been, you know, returned for the spring. But like they're really calling into question that the idea that they knew about the transgress in the winter. Is that because they saw the evidence of the zombies being slaughtered or is it because they actually had a couple watchers there? Um they're kind of like flipping the table over and you're, you, you, we along with the show is realizing how much the communities have maybe underestimated alpha and what she's capable yeah. of, how sophisticated she's capable of being for good reason. Um, yeah. They don't have yeah, a lot no, of technology sure. or uh, yeah. I guess they have a lot of culture. It's just a weird right. culture. <laughs> right. And like, you know, you, you under you, it's, it's easy when you're analyzing your enemies to see their weaknesses, it's often very hard to gauge their strengths to like, give them a really appropriate and sober analysis of like, okay, what can they do that we can't, what can we do that they can't? That's, you know, it's, it's deviled a lot of, a lot of military leaders and civilian leaderships uh, over the centuries. It's cool to see Alexander struggle with that same thing. I'm looking Um, forward to seeing how they intend to vet people more closely because like I said, I think they did a fair job of it and I don't know what vetting means like somebody walks up they have a story do you torture them until they break and then kick them out like what what are you talking about there's a probationary period like you know like you have to once you clear you've got like a year where you live in a dedicated but then you know like there's a dedicated place that's maybe higher security Um, where you are always, you kind of, you do work for the community, but you're kind of like in the Negan, kind of like, like Negan, except for not as prisony. It's more of like, you know, a, a compound within the thing, but that lead, you know, like that starts to sound like a ghetto, you know, like you got the, the, the original born Alexandrians, like casting aspersions towards the people that were kept behind the fences. And, but like, I don't know, something like that, like a green card, where it's like you go through and you've been vetted, but we're not sure if we're going to give you citizenship yet. So go out there and earn. And but yeah, it's just I, I, I it's hard to defend against what happened with Dante. It's it's really almost it impossible really because he has a extremely valuable skill that they needed to put into uh, work for their community, 
do you just not let those people do the things that they need to do, especially now that you have zero doctors? What if a doctor Man, roams know. in and says, hey, I'm a doctor. I can help you. Right. You say, no, you go sit over there in the corner while we have zero doctors. Don't you dare touch any of our oolong tea. Is that 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 can't be the plan? You know, I mean, yeah, you keep them under guard, I guess, while they do their job. But. Right. But for, but eventually you have to trust people and yeah. you got to like, because I think I think also think Dante is a bit of an outlier because it's very hard to imagine a person that's in that committed of a you know, weird ideology, sure. maintaining that kind of purity. But we've heard it all the time. Like, you know, like the guys that came over in a nine 11, uh, uh, mm. hijacking right. like they had these strict religious beliefs, but over in America, you know, they were, you know, uh, kind of living it up and they're highly educated from a Western perspective the whole time. And this is, you know, the whole time engaging the civilization, but also we're going to fuck this place up. We're going to burn it all down. Yeah. That's, that happens. That happens sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. And it can happen to people that are very, again, highly educated, wealthy with it's not like, you know, poor, desperate people being pushed into situations necessary all the time. So I, it's, it would be interesting to think that, that they explore that. It just sucks that Dante's dead and they really can't other than flashback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabriel goes to talk to Dante in prison, but it turns into a whole lot more than that. When Gabriel pulls out a knife and stabs him about a hundred times. Holy shit. He goes ham on this guy, man. Like I just watched basic instinct. I think he was recreating a scene of that. Mm, just carving this, this dude's liver. huh? Yeah. Uh, I, so it's weird because like the whole, everything Gabriel was saying about second chances was leading me to believe that he was going to do the Gabriel thing. Mm-hmm. where like this guy. We're going to kill this guy with kindness and turn the other cheek, rehabilitate him or whatever. But he was talking about second chances to prove himself a man to Rosita. Hmm. Because that's how the rest of the episode plays out, that she sees and approves of this behavior. Um, and, and, and look, I, I don't think that this is necessarily out of character for Gabriel. Like he's been pushed and this is a major transgression. You know, killing killing your adoptive baby's father. That's very important to your your girlfriend. And he's you know, he's like a brother to you already. And then you've already you've got this other bond. Um, It's like, uh, you know, Lenny Kravitz, Jason Momoa kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in the audience get that one. I mean, he's married uh, to his daughter, right? Is that is that the thing? No, I think least isn't like yeah. Lenny Kravitz was Lisa Bonet's ex, and uh, oh, oh, okay, right. Now Jason Momoa's moved in there, but they're they're, they're best bros All apparently. Right. But we got to get a third in the mix because so like, boy, who's the UG yeah. in this situation? It's neither of them. They're both way too <laughs> sexy for that. They don't have a Eugene. They don't have the quadrangle. They just have the triangle. Oh, okay. But. I like I get that you like Gabriel, um, especially since he thinks he's not a big tough guy. Like, you know, he has to do something like this. My only problem is, like, and I get he's also senior council member, so maybe he would have the power to like dismiss guards, but they should have shown that. Yeah. Uh, it, the idea that you can just walk into this place without any guard, especially after all the ridiculous shit that's gone on in the jail system of Alexander and Hilltop of late, <laughs> just as stupid. It's really dumb. It's, it's as dumb as having all those sick people crammed together in mass mass quarantine you know quarantine things it's just a zombie buffet like i don't understand yeah. i thought we were beyond this and i i want them to get better in this regard because this 
you could you there's if you want to do the scene you can do it you just have to you just have to set it up to where it's not stupid and if there was a guard he didn't just like say okay we need privacy here he sent them home mm-hmm. for like the day because later on right. you see rosita looking at the outside of that building and gabriel mm-hmm. just strolls nobody. out nobody's there nobody yeah. yeah like yeah and there should be guards like you can't do you know like try like he locks him in like i said there's ways you can stage that but then i don't know like the show doesn't want you to think about whether gabriel did something that's good or bad or like what the other alexanders will think about it it's just hmm. you know he did the thing and i imagine it'd be popular a lot of alexanders would cheer him on it's just yeah i wish the show sweated those details of it uh so the guy who saved luke was getting away until judith cut his legs out from under him literally and she calls Michonne over and she says, good girl. Yeah, like I. I mean, I know she's got like the little girl blade, but I feel like that guy's leg would just be gone. <laughs> yeah, like, just like this, like little nick on it. Like and I'm like, well, does she have like a bamboo practice sword? No, it's a full on. It's just the the small version of the katana, the backup version of it. Uh, yeah, I feel like that guy's just lost his foot, man. Gone. Yeah, it's just have to build him a, a, an errand foot. <laughs> Right. Oh, I want to see the attachments for that. Uh, maybe she used the back of the blade. Maybe she swung with the back, the the the, the not sharp side of the katana. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. So it's just he just got her like just, just running in as hard as he can into like a coffee table with your shin. That'd take you down. Oh yeah. Probably and bloody it. Yeah, that's that's what she did. She's the sh- she's the dull side. Sure. Cannon. We'll, we'll give that to the show. Boom. Uh, then Rosita talks to Coco, the the baby, as she sees Gabriel coming out of the prison house, like we talked about a second yep. ago. Bless, blessing her baby with uh, strength and and uh, growing tall and and having family. I thought that was good. And then, like I said, everything with Rosita and her internal state is kind of off the rails for me. And I guess I'm going to add Gabriel to that list now too. <laughs> And then the Hilltop and Alexandria groups meet up on a trail and they walk into the night, crossing the border to find the place where Gamma said the herd would be. Daryl stops Carol from stepping into a bear trap and tells her that she has to figure out how to talk to him. And they hug and Daryl tells her not to let Alpha take the future that they have. And then they continue on into the woods. Is this a real moment? I think it's a real moment because like Carol has got this upset. I think what she's the real moment is when he says, you've got to tell me. And she goes, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And that that. Yeah, I think that's real. I don't I don't think she can articulate everything that's going on and that or thinks it's going to make sense or or whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I felt like I said, it's it's real and that, that she's grappling with something and she's dealing with a bunch of demons and. She's on trucker speed and she's seeing her fan. Like there's like a lot of stuff going on here, but like, I, I yeah. love the scene though. Like uh-huh. Daryl's like, you know, you never, you never, you never got off the boat. Um, it's, uh, it's like talking to a damn ghost, which calls back to the ghost episode. I, I thought it was really good. It's like some of the strongest material. And it always goes back to like two oldest members of the cast, right? Longest term relationship. That's been like you know these are fairly popular characters. That's been well watered. There's a lot of history there, and it just works, man. For sure, it works. Yeah, I will say uh, with Carol, like trust is easy to lose and hard to build, and she has lost sure some of my is. trust. Um, you know when she's going after Alpha like this uh, unilaterally, and I don't know that I'm ready to just say okay, I trust Carol again, which is why and it might just be I busted question. because. 
yeah, there's no guarantee that, you know, Daryl can give the speech where it's like, you know, you got to try. She's not worth it. She's a dead woman. You have a future. Don't let her throw like you can say all those things. But, you know, if you got an addiction issue or you've got like you're like you got an Ahab deal where you're addicted uh-huh. to uh, you got a vengeance, a vendetta against your white whale, in this case, Alpha. Uh, <laughs> no aspersions to S- Samantha Morton. But I, I yeah, like it's like, it, yeah, it's an obsession. It's an obsession. Yeah, it's a Sophia obsession with her right like this yeah long goes back along her vulnerability about keeping people safe and her inability to do that no matter how yeah. tough and capable she gets she still can't keep everyone safe it's it's a really nice it's it's a really great character arc that they put her on mm-hmm. and it's very distinct from the morgalizing we've seen oh yeah she's only almost one of the a few characters that have had sustained morgalizing but it all kind of makes sense and is true to character and progresses in some way mm-hmm. So Gabriel and Rosie to watch Dante's body burn, I think is what's happening here, which I have questions like how did, you know, okay, maybe you can go into the jail and you can murder the prisoner without any guards noticing. But how do you get a body outside of the gates? Dude, I don't know, man. I, this is another one. It's like, this is flagrant. There should be like, there should be a whole bunch of council members rolling up. Like, what have you done? What's going on here? Yeah. Like, what is, what is this body we're burning in the, like, but no, there's no one. No. No, it's, it's crazy. Um, but the show keeps rolling, so let's go. The guy who saved Luke wakes up and with his hands bound and tells Judith that the book she's reading is for his daughter and shouldn't be reading it. Um, Michonne sends Judith away and tries to get some info out of this guy. The guy says a lot of stuff about mercy, which makes Michonne think of both Rick and Sadiq. And start mm-hmm. to trust him a little bit. She asks where his how his home is, and he claims that it's on Bosworth Bloodsworth Island, rather, uh, which is a naval base, I guess. It's a real island. I did look into it, yeah. and I guess it ha- was used for like artillery practice for the Navy. But I don't think there's an installation on it. But you know, it's the Walking Dead universe, so maybe there's a super super deeper secret installation. Could be, uh, but uh, she tells him that he owes Oceanside for the damage he caused. And offer he offers to help fight their enemies. Yeah, this you give them these. Uh... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, this stuff with mercy um, is really good. It's mm-hmm. it's it's calling back not just to the recent loss of Sadiq because he was kind of the first person to bring that sentiment into the yeah. community. Um, That's yeah, his mother saying, I think. Yeah, but then it also harkens back to Rick, right? And that that wound is no longer fresh, but it's still there. And that's something that Rick used to say all the time. Um, And so, you know, with the recent death of Sadiq, it's like, oh, shit, this really hits home for her. No, they did it. I thought that was a really good job of calling all that back and making a through line and making, you know, drawing the connection to Michonne's, like, you know, uh, reaction to Sadiq, like it's, they they did a great job of Michonne's emotional reaction yeah. to all this stuff, um, and how like some some of this stuff is just kind of a leap of faith, you know. Uh, it's weird to this guy. Like, was he going to like throttle Judith for reading his daughter's book because he lunges at her like full, but he also saved Luke and he might just be grabbing it back. I don't know. He's a little grabby. Yeah, uh, grab the book. But yeah, I, I like that. I, I thought that was a, a great. Great way to connect the show's history. Yeah. And then afterward, Michonne tells Judith that the guy lives on a naval base, has weapons big enough to fight a herd. And also, uh, she has to go with him alone 
to this island, and Judith understands knowing that it could end the war. Mm-hmm. I like. I continue to like Judith. She's old soul, mm-hmm. uh, capable, but still, you know, I don't think unbelievably so. Uh, and like the fact that she's putting on a brave face because she knows her mom's got to do something dangerous. I, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I like Judith. Then we go back to the woods where the scouting party arrives at the location that Alpha or Gamma gave them, but there's no herd. Daryl's pissed off, but Aaron is still not sure that Gamma lied to them. Um, and I have questions about that too. Like, did she know she was lying? Um, you know, there's That's a herd the thing, there. Yeah. Did she really actually lie? I, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, I thought like, oh, well, she, she got snookered, but. And Carol's got this thoughtful look on her face, which that's the thing is like, I don't understand what like Carol's almost got like the spider sense for alpha, which is weird, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, it's again, it's the telltale heart. It's the, it's Moby Dick, all this stuff. Yeah. And then we go back to Oceanside where Michonne tells this uh, dude, Virgil, who, who, uh, you know, is the guy who saved Luke that, She's taken him home in exchange for all the weapons on his island, which seems like a bad trade. Seems like a real bad trade, but I mean, what's the guy going to do? She gives back his stuff and then says goodbye to Luke, Judith, and the others. And she gives Judith a walkie to keep in touch. They load into the wagon and leave, and Michonne sails out to the island with Virgil. Fuck yeah. Get some sailing on The Walking Dead. Uh, Although... I got to say, I was a little disappointed. Um, it feels like they had a drone and like half a day to shoot this thing uh-huh. because the actual sailing scenes were essentially, I don't know, it felt very mid budget sailing blog from 2016. Uh, I was like, I was so excited, like, oh, my God, we're going to get some sailing, some island hopping. <laughs> and, what, and then now, no, I, I think, I think I... the problem is. Deny Guerrera can't sail and neither can this guy yeah. and they couldn't get too close or too clear or you'd see then this boat's too small to like hide someone that's behind a tiller or whatever. So like yes, wide shots, speed it up, make it look slick. Just just this is just the equivalent of Indiana Jones, the red line that's flying over the map like it just. Yeah, hey, we're going places. I, I like the tech they're using, though. It's it's bigger budget than a lot of TV stuff does, or it feels bigger budget, right? Those drone shots feel like helicopter shots, feel like feature films. Um, I've just seen them executed better. Sure. This felt like a, dr- this felt like a, a drone shot like a rather drone than shot, like a yeah. very, yeah, like the best drone shots feel like epic helicopter tracking shots and these feel like, yeah, this was shot on a $1,000 drone. Yeah, um, I mean, drones are but, definitely way cheaper than shooting in helicopters nowadays, so yeah, it probably was cheaper, but it 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 felt to me bigger than than a TV mm, show okay. or bigger than the stuff The Walking Dead usually does. So, I mean, yes, it's not the same goddamn stretch of woods that we're just forever yeah. and ever the hundred acres that we're just stuck on. Yeah, it's 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 dif- different. Even getting out Oceanside with their, you know, fish rack drying and like their beat scenes like, yeah, it's it's nice mm-hmm. to get a little variety for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a long time since we played this game, but do you remember the Walking Dead Telltale Michonne game where she starts off on a boat with a bunch of people? Yeah. Is that guy's name not Virgil? Is this not the same character from that boat? Because he looks Is his a, name a lot Virgil? like him. Is his name Virgil? I, I was trying to look that up like while you were talking here, and I, I can't find him being in the game, but God, I thought he was. Uh, cause 
you could be right about Does that. Does Chad know? Chad might Yeah, know. his name's Virgil. Um, hmm. That's the thing is like, man, I'm unwilling to do anything but IMDb search for this because it, it might be a giant ass spoiler. Right. I got to but, his wiki article yeah, and I just skipped over be, season 10. But w- I thought all the stuff that happens on The Walking Dead happens before she meets with Rick's group. The, the right. Walking Dead telltale game. I'm not, yeah, I don't think it's literally that same character. Oh, I think they're just, just doing like an homage, homage to the game. game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could be wrong about that, but that's where my brain went. Um, okay, so on the way back from the place where the herd was not, uh, Carol sees Alpha across clearing and chases after her and the group follows. Alpha ducks into some kind of cave and inside the entire group falls into a pit surrounded by walkers. Well, that's it for this group. They're dead. Yep. There's no way they're getting... I mean, there's... Man, I hope... They're, they're going to climb out, right? Mm. <laughs> or are they going to spend a whole I mean, episode? <sighs> Definitely they'll spend an episode in there like Rick and Daryl did in that pit. Uh, is Alpha hallucination? Because that's the, other, the only possibility that makes sense them walking out is if Alpha was a hallucination on uh, of, of Carol's, which they've played with before. Because if Alpha's there and that's a trap and she set him, there's no and there's no way. There's no way they get out of that cave alive. Unless she wants them alive, but I don't know why she would. But then it's like, okay, so that's the other thing. It's like, why would you do that? You just revealed the hidden underground layer that you're keeping your super weapon. Yeah. Like you've already made your threats. Now's the time for action if if they've transgressed again. Is she going to put them all on cables that slowly descends them into a zombie pit and she's going to explain her whole dastardly plan and then then, uh, you know, like just walk off and assume Dr. Evil style. It's all going to proceed according to plan. Like, is this an old Adam West Batman episode? What the shit? There's there's I I don't know, man. The I'm scared of this cliffhanger. This cliffhanger feels dumb. (laughs) Sure. Unless it's unless it's as literally Carol having a hallucination uh but the way they shot it where like they did a close-up of alpha with like <laughs> they're falling for it i don't know mm-hmm. I, i'm a little scared that the next the the first half of next the next the first half of the second half of the season is going to be a little bit bumpy because holy i think this this finale mid-season finale was pretty bumpy yeah i think if this were a hallucination we would see everything from carol's pov but we definitely don't we see some stuff from like the but she's the only one that saw alpha they set it up to where she's literally the only one that saw alpha she is Everyone but we see alpha her. by herself running in the woods like you said those those sort of like yeah i got him now shots yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, from yeah. carol's pov that would be pretty dishonest yeah. filmmaking but <laughs> it's the walking yeah. dead so the fuck and it was so like, you know, it's like they're walking into this very obvious trap. I, it was cool to see Daryl like both knives out. Like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of this might be cool. Yeah, but I just don't I don't it'll, I guess I got to wait. Uh, I don't have to wait a week to see. But like, it seems hard to believe that they're going to be as, able to escape this trap. And Alexandria is just I, I mean, all the communities are fucked right now. They the, their biggest badasses are caught in a hole. Their their other biggest badasses on a boat headed to an island. Uh, who do they have left? They've got like, is this the, is this the totality of the herd underneath these caves? The, the or cause they, the other thing is like, you couldn't really see how big this is. Is yeah. this a fraction of it? Because I like, know. I want you the, the obvious question is like, did alpha lured them into this trap? All the badasses right. from Alexandria and Hilltop too. Uh-huh. Cause you know, Jerry's Jerry's here. Um, and then they're going to, she's going to ransack the, the places where, she, where they're gone. If she wants to I'm destroy thinking, like, them. Who is left in Alexander and Hilltop that we know and care about? The blacksmith, Boston Rob. Wait, uh, no. 
that we know and care about. Father Gabriel. Well, I was going to say Father Gabriel, Rosita, and her baby Coco. Okay. Uh, yeah. The only one who stomp- qualifies as a badass at this point, I think, is Rosita. But you can't just stop. You just can't just kill the communities. Like right. there's then there's no show left. So <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, it's like it can't just be these seven people fighting against the. Well, the, I mean, you whispers. you can have the heroic, uh, triumphant return of Michonne with all the weapons. Right, she flies in on a helicopter, starts launching rockets down on the herd outside of Hilltop or whatever. Uh, sure. Because I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just think Alexandria and the other communities are pretty vulnerable at the moment. For sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, um, hmm. it's like I said, I, I predict a, a rocky episode or two uh, for the, and yeah, I, I might as well be expecting that and I can be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe, this, maybe they, they found it hard to come up with like a real good cliffhanger for the mid season. So that's why it feels disjointed and um, I also read an interview about uh, just non spoiler interview with Angela Kang, where she said the season 11 is 100% plotted and planned all out in advance. They're not writing in a half season at a time. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that this thing gets its narrative feedback underneath it and finishes strong. It sounds like it is. I've, I've, I've heard nothing but raves relatively speaking for the bonus episodes that they've come out with. I guess last night was the big Negan one. I saw judging by the title of the episode. So well, spoilers, I guess he's still alive. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, we've spoiled that a time or three in this season. I guess it could be flashbacks. But uh, who knows? True. Could always be flashbacks. Like anything we're going to get out of Dante going forward. <laughs> That's it for this episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, we are not taking a break. We're going right into the second half of the season, starting next week with episode nine of season 10. In fact, we just got the. Uh, uh, the season release, like we, it's, the Walking Dead's coming back much later than we thought. Um, you know, our original plan was to hustle through season ten, consider all of the bonus episodes in one episode, and then just have time to get into the live episode in June. They're not coming back until August twenty second, I think, is when it is. It's whatever the Sunday is. Uh, so we'll have plenty of time to catch up with all of season ten. Have a nice like kind of four week break before we get in. I think what we'll probably do is take a four week break after season ten. And we'll do the bonus episodes in order right up until the air date of the new episode. And then we'll be covering that stuff live. And as we get closer, we'll talk about the format we're going to be doing and the different shows we're going to be doing on that. But I'm excited to get back to, to caught up and, and get on to the, the live Walking Dead stuff. See Maggie Green um, come back, I think. is Maggie Green rumor. should be coming back. Yeah. Get some answers on this whole Georgie situation. The trash helicopters. Uh, mm-hmm. The answers are out there. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps I believe like Fox Mulder. Yep. Uh, Please send in the feedback to watching dead at baldmove.com. And also don't forget that we record these live every, every Tuesday at 1 PM Eastern uh, on twitch.tv slash baldmove and stereo.com slash baldmove. You can use the latter to give us real time feedback. All right. We'll see you next week. Until then I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. Later. Later.